Hi everyone, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Rachelle, and this is Bible Readings with 806. Okay, people, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> that one caught you by surprise. Yeah, my mic wasn't even facing me. Imagine. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? How are you doing, Chelsea? I'm good. I'm bloated. Sorry. I'm filled with the word of God. Amen. Don't need to say sorry. You need to, it needs to digest though. Yeah, it's taking so some can, time. <laughs> so it can produce fruit. Uh-huh. So that's what's happening. It's a long digestion process. So that's why I'm bloated. Yeah. Praise the Lord. How Praise about you? the Lord. I'm good. All of a sudden, a whiff of fatigue and tiredness has, has just come you. upon me. It's that post 6 p.m. slump. It is. Post 1 p.m. slump, more like. I've booked a pedicure to come. Jeez. <laughs> Put the pedicure to come because I'm just like, oh, my toes are just not feeling right right now. The white tips. Well, they're not even white tips, are they? It's no, white all over. It's white all over. So what are you thinking to get next? White. <laughs> <laughs> just out of interest. Just out of interest. I mean, you know me secretly. I like, you know, when they go in and they dig. Yes, nasty. This is not for our listeners. PG stuff. Guys, it's amazing. Ew. It's amazing. Right, we're back with Joseph. Um, Genesis chapter 40. What what version were you reading last time? Was I reading the wrong one? I mean, there's no such thing as a wrong version. You were just reading a different. <laughs> Do you know why? Because basically, for our listeners, at the start of every podcast recording, I always ask Rachel, is it NLT? Is it NIV? So <laughs> NLT, I think last week. Did you do NIV? Whatever I did last week, I thought, let me just not ask for once and make an executive decision. <laughs> and I read whatever. <laughs> so if it was different to yours, clearly it wasn't the right one. Well, how would they know? So what, what are we reading then? This NLT. I think I had NLT last time. No, the words were different. It was nice. It was different. It was because I was like, okay, no, that's not the word, but it's still nice though, still. Because NIV is not even on my recently used. Was it NKGV? No, that one I would I know it's not that. It's either NLT or NIV in my mind. Mm. Ah, maybe you've read your Bible. I mean, you've read your Bible since technically. Yeah, but I've, I never use NIV. So if I had used oh. it, it would have been there last week. Like in Bible study, for example, Amplified and NKJV. Yeah. So there's only two I flocked Oh, then maybe it was Amplified then? No, I would have known because there would have been loads of things in brackets. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. It just it was it just sounding different. Okay, I'll listen more. to the podcast again and then, and then you'll check. read. <laughs> yes, thank you guys. Make sure you listen and shout out to Kezia. Kezia said hi, by the way. Oh, hi, Kezia. Um, she's gonna be listening to the episodes. Is she still in Ghana? No, no, she's in the UK it's now. About time she's not enjoying now. Start working. Ah, enjoyment, Kezia. We're putting your business out there. Ah! <laughs> and um, so yeah, she was like, what? You can do this. What? So now she's going to do a podcast. Please. <laughs> Everybody should be original. I'm joking. She's going to do a podcast. So, she's yeah. She's words, Miss. So shout out. We need to, yeah, we need to make sure that we promote Kesia's uh, podcast. Whatever it is. Whenever On it the is. podcast. Yeah. I don't know when she's going to listen to this episode because she's going to start from Genesis 1. Ah, she's going to. So she way. needs to, yeah, she, she, she's going to make her way if you if you are here because you have because you've made it through well done you well made it through job you've made it through ah but job yeah i don't know why you keep bringing up job it's very triggering you know yes it's triggering okay let's start genesis 40 joseph interprets two dreams nlt nlt 
Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Pharaoh became angry with these two officials and he put them in the prison where Joseph was, in the palace of the captain of the guard. They remained in prison for quite some time and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph who looked after them. While they were in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night and each dream had its own meaning. Me that had two dreams about Chelsea. Anyway, <laughs> when Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business, Joseph replied. Go ahead and tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his, his dream first. In my dream, he said, I saw a grapevine in front of me. The vine had three branches that began to bud and blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grapes. I was holding Pharaoh's wine cup in my hand, so I took a cluster of grapes and squeezed the juice into the cup. Then I placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as chief cupbearer. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. When the chief baker saw that Joseph had given the first dream such a positive interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream too. In my dream, there were three baskets of white pastries stacked on my head. The top basket contained all kinds of pastries for Pharaoh, but the birds came and ate them from the basket on my head. This is what the dream means, Joseph told him. The three baskets also represent three days. Three days from now, Pharaoh will lift you up and impale your body on a pole. Then birds will come and peck away at your flesh. Pharaoh's birthday came three days later, and he prepared a banquet for all his officials and staff. He summoned his chief cupbearer and chief baker to join the other officials. He then restored the chief cupbearer to his former position so he could again hand Pharaoh his cup. But Pharaoh impaled the chief baker just as Joseph had predicted when he interpreted his dream. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Wow. I don't think I, I was aware, you know, as a child or whatever, reading this story that actually he was killed. Really? Yeah. I'm just like, why does this seem like news to me today? Mm. No, no, no. I definitely remember him being killed. It's only as I'm reading that I'm thinking, okay, what was the purpose? Like, what happened? Mm. Was it like, was an investigation carried out? Or yeah. was this just part of God's elaborate plan? You know, to restore Joseph from from prison. I think the thing that stands out to me is the fact that Joseph is aware of his surroundings. He's aware that um, these two people are distressed. Like, if anything, they're all in the prison. Yeah. So everyone would be distressed. Yeah. And Joseph is not focused on himself. He's not focused on his, where he is right then and there. He's able to see, no, you're distressed. What is the matter? Like, yeah. with genuine care. And, and concern. genuine concern. Um, I'm like, okay, Joseph, wow, that's another level of 
to be aware. I just, I feel like, you know, when we go through things in life, like most times, like we're not even aware of our surroundings. We're not aware of how others are doing, if they're in distress or. Yeah. It's difficult to attune to how other others are feeling when what you're going through is so loud and I guess distracting. Yeah. So yeah, it goes to show either how little maybe Joseph considered his situation to be in that he was able to be more observant or I guess maybe like a confidence he had in God. Like there must have been some level of rest or peace for you to be able to be like, oh, I can see all this stress, like what's wrong? Inquiring with the intention to help Mm. or see what he can do, you know? Rather than seeing himself as priority, like, okay, he's got, they've got issues, they're distressed, but you know what? So am I. So mm. you lot do your thing. Everybody do their thing. Yeah. Everybody go to their corner, sort yourselves out. Every man for himself. I think, I think for me, especially seeing how immature he was in the beginning and immature he was with not being able to read the room. Yeah. This for me is evidence of spiritual maturity because I always... I I always sort of define spiritual maturity as one's ability to love when things are going wrong. Yeah. So not just your ability to love when everything is right, but your ability to love when things are just like absolutely horrendous. And yeah. this could be, this is like the worst example of like how things could be horrendous. And he is able to love. He is able to show compassion. Show compassion. Yeah, that's great. For for other people. Bearing in mind that he was there before these people. Yeah, and he was wronged. He was wronged. wronged. He didn't, he didn't, how could I say? He didn't carry that sense of I'm right and I have been wronged and decided now to just dwell in that offense. Yeah. Can you imagine? Damn. It's different even, it's even worse when sometimes We've actually done the offense and we've been wronged. Mm. But he actually did nothing. Yeah. And he was wrong to this extent. And then he's still able to, my man is even in charge. Yeah. I think that's something I always struggle with when I feel like I've been wronged. Because I think it it wrestles with your internal sense of justice, which I think everybody has. So when I feel wronged, oh, that's a hard emotion for me to to process or deal with anything else I can, you know, like you said, if I've offended someone or if someone's offended me, I can even get over that. But if I feel wrong, that's when I'm really, really upset or grieved by something. So I can only just imagine. And and usually when we feel wrong, especially when we know we haven't done anything, mm. we then act out of entitlement. We then feel entitled to act in a certain way. Or oh, where is me? Or yeah, woe is me. Like that's still that's still a level of entitlement. Like, you know, how you, you whatever you do or say, it's really based on you feel entitled to do it because you've now been wrong. Yeah. Um and we don't see that Joseph does that. No. Ah, Joseph, I feel like there's more to the story that we don't know. <laughs> there's always, but I guess the necessary parts are are here. Damn. Okay, so the question that we're gonna we're gonna ask is what is this showing us about God and his character? I'll let you answer first this time. How? If the uh, the question pick uh, uh, <laughs> can't even complete my sentence. 
Um, what does this show me? There's a sense in which it's like God kind of gives me a you need to get on with it. I've said what I said. You need to trust me kind of vibe in this situation. Yeah. You you just need to trust. In the trusting, it also looks like obeying his word. Even when it's hard because we can't see the end from it. Like Joseph did not know that he was going to come out of this situation. You know, but he still is honoring God by taking on the responsibility and being in charge because the guards have now given him responsibility of the prison. Yeah. And he takes that on and he does that to a point where he's taking care of the well-being of the prisoners. When God is with you, he's really with you even in the prison. Because uh. <laughs> you could tell that he was with God. He was God was with Joseph in Pharaoh's household, you know, managing and taking care of things. Yeah. Um, and his gift is there. He acknowledges God in saying, God is the one who interprets dreams. Yeah. Tell me the dream. This is pretty much saying me and God are homies. Yeah. And you tell me the dream. It means you're telling God the dream and he will provide the interpretation. Uh, God is literally with Joseph in the prison. He's there. And Joseph knows he's there. And he's good. Yeah. Me like that. You can't piggyback off of what I said. <laughs> just to... Uh, <laughs> no. Just to add. No. I think um, if I look at what does it tell me about Joseph first, well, two things I see is, one, his faithfulness, because he's using the gift that God has given him, mm. right? The gift of interpreting dreams. Mm. So he's faithful with the talent that God has given him. Um, and that's, that, that is service to God. So even in this, despite the situation he's in, he is still faithful to God. And that faithfulness looks like using the gifts he has for the betterment of those around him, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, um, concerning himself with the well-being of those mm. and in some ways exceeding above himself because he didn't put himself first or yeah consider himself a priority yeah so that in that space i see faithfulness like joseph is faithful in spite of his situation and on the other side i would say i see um i guess they tie in with each other in that he was like okay make sure you tell this person or tell pharaoh whoever it was that i interpreted your dream He's speaking up yeah, he's he not being just, passive. No. So he's just like, he's, he's, I read that and I thought, well, that's an opportunist right there because he knows that word could get around and that might get him out or that he might find favor. So even in this place that he doesn't deserve to be in, he doesn't necessarily accept defeat. Mm. And though he's not protesting, saying, I've been wrong, I've been wrong, I shouldn't be here, and there isn't that self entitlement. He's still trying to, he's channeling that energy elsewhere and trying to get himself out. But through faithfulness to God, you yeah. see what he's doing? So it's just like, he's tactful. So I would say that shows some level of maturity because he's he's allowing his gift to, in some ways, make room for him. Yeah. He's allowing his gift to give him a voice or um, bring attention to himself hmm. in a way that also honors God. It's not bragging, it's not boasting. It's just like, let 
let make sure people know that this is what has happened. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I see. Okay, he's a bit wiser now. He's a bit smarter. Mm. Um, and I guess what that shows me about God would really be revealed going forward. Like how now God responds to that. Mm. How God responds to his attitude whilst in prison mm. and his behavior, his conduct. Um, that would be okay. A good signpost to God's character. So I guess my answer is to be continued. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, let's not forget that what got him here was dreams in the first place. Mm. Well, part of it, not yeah. not fully, but it part of it. Dream, so yeah. it clearly indicates that he's developed this gift with God. He's he. The, if anything, this is showing that he's he's been having multiple dreams. He's he's had this process back and forth with God, where um. It's like second nature to him to just yeah. interpret dreams. It means he's been having dreams, you know, yeah. and going back and forth with God about them. Um, so definitely, I definitely like that. And I think it reminds me of a scripture in Galatians where it talks about, um, let me just find it quickly. In Galatians chapter six, um, Galatians chapter six, they said, no, no, not that bit. Where is it? Where is it? Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. It's Galatians 6, verse 6. It just reminded me of that because in him sort of asking the the cupbearer to say, like, remember me, Uh. is a way for the cupbearer to honor the service that was rendered to him Uh. through, um, through the interpretation of the dream. Yeah. You know? when we have people, you know, wherever they've been, however they've contributed to our walk in life um, and and our journey in Christ, there's just something in terms of share in the success, share in the journey, do something for them to be able to, you know, encourage them, uplift them, bring them out of the prison that they're in. Yeah. In a sense. Um, So, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Nice one, Genesis chapter 40. <gasps> We're officially 10 chapters away. Well, nine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then into Exodus. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my gosh. Those yeah. are annoying children of Israel. It's okay. We still have a little while before we get there. Yeah, just a little while. Just yeah, we met our boy Moses. Yeah, but oh. No spoilers. No spoilers. Did I say Moses? I meant uh, uh, Moises. <laughs> Why does name. that sound like Moises? <laughs> Moises, yeah. Moises. Okay. That's somebody else. It's a butler. Moises the butler. Stay tuned. See ya. Bye.